Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we're sitting down with Miss Kylie Fry as she made a trip back to Vegas during PBR. We jumped right into talking music, being out on the road, Mount Rushmore. That's going to make sense when you listen to it. We talked about the best French fries anywhere in the country, you know, the fast food ones. We even talked about Tim Montana, yeah, and his winning on the internet. Let's get to know Kylie Fry. People think I ought to be I ain't doing this world No favors being Anybody else but me So welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Kylie Fry. We did one of these before, didn't we? Yes, we, we did. did one in December. In December, when you were out here with good old Randall King, Randall King, Tonk Vegas, yes, and uh, drumroll please, we're doing it again this Woo! year. Yes, and you get to come back again. I do. Let's talk about your favorite part of that particular event. You know, I first of all, I love your green room back here. And, Is it the wallpaper? Um. It's just like the whole vibe. Like you just like see the Longhorns when you walk in, yep. and you're like, okay, they care about the vibe in here. And um, I, it's it, that was a lot of my friends that played that night, and yeah. we are all on the road all the time and never get to see each other. And so um, I don't know. You just make it such a fun experience being here, and therefore everyone is in a good mood, yes. and we get to be together. Um, it's it's kind of hard to pull off an acoustic show at a big honky tonk, and I feel like we crushed it on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we we not even open on Sundays, and we opened on Sunday for that. I remember when. Oh, they, I forgot about that. Yeah, when they first came to me and said something to me about it, I was like, you know, who's playing? Like, mm-hmm. I go, I go, I know it's Randall King's Tonk Vegas, but is Randall playing? They said, yeah. I said, sweet. I go, is he playing? How many people? And he was like, well, there'll be two sets. And I was like, oh, that's badass. I'm in. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. And then when I found out, it was I didn't know you back then. I knew who you were, uh, and when Varva was on it, and then um, Jake Jacobson, I knew him, and then um, Jake Worthington. Jake Worthington, holy! I shit. know. Okay, how about a whole nother level of country <gasps> AF? I know. I have known Jake um, since I was like eighteen or nineteen years old, which has yeah. been ten years now, and it's really cool to like see his path and I met his wife here she's rad I love her um yeah it was just a fun night he's a neat dude man he um when I got to sit with him and then after we talked a little bit more and he opened up a little bit more which was kind of cool and then his music I mean he is just there's I was asked last week uh I'm gonna ask you this question because it's fun Mount Rushmore okay Okay. I want you to replace those faces with your top four country artists. Cool. Let's go. Uh, Reba McIntyre, first and foremost, right? Winona Judd. Let's throw um, probably, let's put George Strait up there. Yep. And um, probably Jesse Coulter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I threw Alabama into mine. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. I thought that was kind of neat because you go back to, you really think about country music. I had Alan Jackson on mine. Okay. Who else? Um, um, not George Strait. Gary Allen. And then nice. um, I had some fun and I threw all these guys for them. So Tim Duggar was there. Uh, I had some friends over when we all asked this question and Todd Thomas from Curb. And I said, I'm going to have some fun with you guys because I want to put a new guy on that list. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jake Worthington. And Tim Duggar took a step back and goes, that's really what you're picking. And I said, here's what I'm going to tell you. There's some songs that he's written that were going to last a lifetime. Yes, yes. They are. I don't yes. care. And I said, in 10 years. I'll have the chills, yeah. Let's go back and let's talk about it. Yeah. 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 So I just, there's something about that kid and the way he writes and his humbleness. And he is what 
I mean, if if I owned it's Urban timeless. Dictionary and I could re- erase everything under Country AF and just put his picture in there, mm-hmm. that's what he is, man. Yeah. And he's timeless. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his music is rad. Yeah. When you when you guys do those things, do you sit up there and do you soak up what they're doing too? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's got it. I mean, Win Varble's a monster, yes. right? Yes. I um I was in the first round with Jake and Jake, and uh, I sat next to Jake Worthington and just. Anytime I get to hear him sing, but to be right next to him and hear what he's hearing through the monitor yeah. is, it's, it's the coolest thing, dude. It's got to be yeah. like a different, the song I was thinking of is Don't Think Twice. I listened mm-hmm. to that song by his and I just, uh, I, there's, there's something about where I can listen to it 10 times and then not hear it for a month and then listen to it again. This is where I go back to number ones in country music today. Yeah. I, I like to call them the entitled number ones because in a year from now, uh, not all of them, that's not, not fair to say, but a lot of them, you'll never hear from that artist again. Yeah. And it's really weird to me. It is really weird. It's it's really strange and it confuses me as an artist because, you know, growing up in, in the 90s, it was like country radio was huge and everything. And I still love country radio. But like you would, there were some one hit wonders, but I mean, those songs, I still can sing every word to timeless this, these day, this yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's it's interesting in this climate that I'm in of like, okay, well, what's my goal here? Um, I definitely want one, want number one songs on radio, but I want number one songs that are going to last and that mean something and that people are going to remember for a long time. Like my publisher uh, is Frank Liddell who um, produced Miranda, all the early Miranda stuff. And he talks about gunpowder and lead all the time. And that song went to number eight on country radio but, but it's it still is so relevant the song that makes him the most money right yeah that's weird because i don't i don't i want to tell you a fun story i was sitting here with an artist a female one mm-hmm. and her, her radio girl was in here i just told this story not too long ago i love it and the song they pushed the radio was not the one that when she goes to shows that everybody sings weird and I, yeah and i said well if they're streaming it isn't that kind of your tell-all mm-hmm. it's like having the answer book to a test yeah so and I went, why wouldn't they push that? And I looked at her and she's like, almost like, cut me off, like enough's enough. And I was just like, man, I just don't, I don't understand that. Because if your audience is telling you what to listen to, yeah, you already have a fire. Why don't you just add some fuel to that? Yeah, It's really, the industry is so weird. Yeah, But you guys have every tool that you could possibly need to make it, which yeah. I think is cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of tools and like that, you did go on America's Got Talent. I did, yes. And... You said that you were on a show, uh, what was the other one called? Real Country. Real Country. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you do these two shows. We did talk about how it kind of like boosted some social mm-hmm. appearance and people saw it. What's that experience like as an artist that's already been on the road and already doing her thing and then you go to do something like that? What's that experience like versus, I don't want to say what your real life experience is, is touring, but there's got to be some sort of a difference because it's a different crowd. Yeah. They're there to see everything. So I have both perspectives on that because the first show that I did, I had been in Nashville for a year, maybe two years. Um, I, you know, I had I had played shows, but Real I had country hadn't... was that long ago. Yes, holy cow! It was twenty, um, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, I was still pretty green at that point. Um. And I, I went on the show, and I, I don't think that I even had any 
music out at that point. Um, but went on the show and then ended up after the show picking up my management. My booking agent signed on before I did the show. Um, but my manager now was actually the person who got me on the show before he was even working for me. Cause he was like, okay. I keep trying to work with this girl. He's like, she keeps telling me no, but I'm going to keep fighting for her. So, right. um, that I love that story too. But so anyway, coming off of a show, having nothing, um, it, that show gave me a reason to start touring. It gave a reason for the booking agent to be like, Hey, she is about to be on the show. It's about to come out. You know, it allowed me to start really touring. Right. Um, and so, and I, that's exactly what I did. I've been in a van and trailer ever since then. And, um, the second time around, it has kind of given me a perspective of, okay, I'm not going in here with for this show to change my life. I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to milk it for everything that it's worth. And I am going to take my moment because I feel like it. this was given to me and put in my lap and I'm going to make the most out of it. And um, I'm just, and I'm going to keep pushing this train forward. Right. And um, I can either take this opportunity to be in front of 8 million people um, as I'm, rolling down the road or I cannot. And so I decided to take the opportunity. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And so um, it, it gave me a level of confidence and it put me in a position kind of of power to be like, hey, I'm, I do this already and I know what I want to do. I know how I want to do it. Um, and it gave me a really good working relationship with the crew. Um, the crew? Which of the show. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, how much time were you there? So I was there for the first time for the audition for two weeks. Holy and then cow. I was there for another two weeks with the live In show. In L.A.? In L.A., yeah. They just In put Pasadena. you up? Pasadena. Mm-hmm. They just put you up. And what would you do all day um, for two weeks? So a couple of days, nothing, which was great. But then other than that, I mean, it was... All day interviews, photos. Oh, got you, got you wardrobe. to build up to the whole thing. Got yes. you. Okay. Rehearsals. Rehearsals with the yeah. band. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so in the live, did you play with a full band? I, I played full band both. The uh-huh. second, I'm trying to. I thought the first one. So the first one, I it was it was a ballad. Um, I did have my full band. I fought for the band to be there because that was important to me. I didn't want to sh- showcase myself as like, oh, it's a, a girl a in Nashville no, trying to make it. It's right. like, no, I'm a I'm a band and I tour and I want you to see what you would see when you come to a show at Stoney's, right. you know? Um, so that was important to me. I'm, I'm glad that I got my way on that. But yeah, I did full band for both songs. I might not remember that. Maybe I do remember that. So when you did Real Country, were you barefoot? I was not barefoot then. No. When did that kick in? Um, I, a couple of years ago, I I just started just playing on stage barefoot just because I'm so clumsy. I'm a very clumsy person, okay. and I just don't love being in shoes. Like I'm from South Louisiana, and like right. I was barefoot half my life, and um, it I just feel more at home on stage when I've got my kick my shoes kicked off. It gives me a level of groundedness it's kind of neat yeah i think the analogy you used was that being able to feel the sound through the bottom of the stage yes. and the low end and everything that's gotta yes i'm curious to what you feel here yeah. i mean so you start with your shoes off you walk out barefoot or do you I walk kick, out barefoot right yep. on mm-hmm. cool 
Yep. Make sure there's no splinters on the stage. That right. <laughs> I know some places get a little concerned because they're like, ah, liability. But um, the yeah. show was a little bit, but they ended up just being like, hey, it's on you. And I'm like, absolutely. Do you ever think about going on a show like American Idol or anything like that? Um, I think I'm done with my show. Yeah. <laughs> my TV show career. I I kind of wish I would have held off and maybe done The Voice because Reba's on it. Right. And I think I've seen a couple of episodes. Um of this new season, and I just love her in general she, and on that show. I hope she stays a couple years because she's really green. Yeah, like I watch some of her what her her uh, when she goes to quote unquote fight for an artist, and uh-huh. I'm like, you're not fighting for him. Yeah. Like you're not. I mean, I understand you're Reba, and you are, and you had your tots. Yeah. You see that anyone that picked her, she took her, walked him over, and they, she gave him Reba's tots. She had <laughs> I tater tots. See that? Yeah, no. she had tater. So John Legend gives a jacket. Um, so does Gwen, and then Niall gives a jacket as well. Mm-hmm. No, a sweater, and Reva gave tots to whoever picked her team. Uh-huh. But I, I, I like I said before, I fast forward through those, and I just mm-hmm. love to hear. I love it when it's dark and you hear something, and then you watch them, and you get to kind of like think whether or not in your own mind would you have turned for them, and like, sure. and yeah. it's kind of interesting to watch. I would love to see other people that went on that show that didn't make it, yeah, because I think I know American Idol does that. I think where they show the whole. Not necessarily bloopers, but they show a lot of the people that didn't make it. Right, yes. There's there's a lot of funny stuff on there. I've never really gotten into America's Got Talent, but I did watch it when you were on there. I just, I think it's an interesting show. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little strange because I'm, you know, I'm a country singer and I'm up against like a contortionist and people lighting stuff on fire and dogs. And and what do they get? Don't they get a show in Vegas if they win the whole thing? Yeah. Do you know uh who won? Um, it was a dog. It was a dog act. A um, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And America votes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to see that show. I can tell you that. I yeah. don't. I don't go see an awful lot here in town. I am excited to go see Nate Smith when he comes back to town. I just booked him here, but in August he's going out on tour with Morgan Wallen. Oh, fun! And yeah. So they're playing Allegiant. Huge. Sweet. Huge. So I reached out to Nate and I was like, Nate, I'm. I want to come with you to that show. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. That would be one. He's he's one of those guys that we got early with here too, which yeah. is kind of cool. You got new music coming out? I do. Yes, I've been in the studio this year, and um, I went in a couple of months ago with a guy named Trent Wilman who produces Cody Johnson. And I don't even know who that is. Uh, yeah, he might have heard a song or two, but um, I am so excited about this music. How many songs? Um, I've recorded four so far, okay. um, and then I think I'm going to go in and record two more. But we're going to start releasing. I have a meeting on Monday about this, so I don't know exactly what the game plan is for sure. But we're going to start releasing either December or January. And um, Sooner the better, please. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. What's Thanksgiving like in your world? Um, you know, it's I kind don't, of that's why I been, <laughs> it's kind of been different the last couple of years. I am going back to South Louisiana this year for Thanksgiving. Um, the last couple of years I stay back with my boyfriend and his family and done Tennessee Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, but now I'm going to show him Louisiana Thanksgiving. What is, what is Louisiana Thanksgiving? It's very laid back. Of? Yeah. Very. Food the same or is it no, different? Kind of? No, no, no. We do, um, we do like rice dressing. Do you know what rice dressing is? 
Yeah. So it's, um, I just think that everyone knows what this is. So it's just rice and um, like ground meat, a little bit of liver, um, peppers. It's delicious. Magically delicious. Yes. Um, and we do turkey. We'll do like a turkey roll, but it's mainly more of like a roast. Right. Like roast and rice and gravy is our thing. Um, there's always like sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole. So you get the, the, t- the typical sides, but the main is typical a little bit different. Typical sides, yes. Mains just, are different. Uh, I'd say two weeks ago i crave thanksgiving dinner mm. so um um i went to a restaurant and they have turkey mashed potatoes mm. uh and it's over bread like white bread sliced nice. white bread and um um cranberry sauce and i'm i crave it like two three times a year i mm. just and that's what i go get because it's and that's then i go so to sleep good. then i go to sleep yeah i have a friend she told me this recently so they did this thing in their family um leftovers from Thanksgiving dinner, they okay. would just put it all in a one big Ziploc bag. Like, they would not separate it out. So they put it all in one Ziploc bag, and the next day, they would have, like, um, Thanksgiving sandwiches. So you oh, just put yes. whatever, whatever, you pull out. whatever you pull out of the Ziploc bag, you just spoon it out and put it on two pieces of bread, and that's your lunch. I'm not mad at that. I'm kind of not mad at it either. Like, there's a part of it that's, like, it's a little bit gross, but also... I, I don't know. I just feel like anything that you make for Thanksgiving all goes together, and why not put it between bread? Right. So. I think my favorite thing is the bread and the gravy. Put a little butter mm, on the bread and just mm-hmm, douse it with gravy mm-hmm. in heaven. Oh, yeah. That's We do a Friendsgiving every year, and we used to do it smaller. Yeah. Ten people. And then it turned into, like, 20 people, 30 people. And then last year, we actually came in here on a Sunday. Oh, fun. Like, why would I not? Yeah. Everybody cooks. Everybody brings something. <gasps> we have tables. Mm-hmm. We have linens. We have everything. That's so, awesome. I was mad because I have a I have a 1,200 square foot garage in my backyard mm-hmm. that holds all my toys. But what we were doing was emptying that out, renting tables and chairs. And it's like, why the hell would you do that when you can go into an environment that's got AC, yeah. got bathrooms, got like, now I don't have 14 people going into my restroom. And when they there all leave, go. I'm like, yeah, so we tried it last year. We're debating on whether or not we're going to do it this year. Yeah. Because it's a lot. I mean, it's easy. I mean, it was super easy. You just mm-hmm. pick a date and everyone kind of comes. And it's kind of yeah. neat. And everyone dresses up. And it's not, I mean... I think last year we had like 70-something people that came. Wow. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. We do a small one. Um, so Randall's girlfriend, Brittany. Yep. Um, so we started one in 2020, and we've done one every year since then. And our, our buddy, Logan Tucker, um, hopefully you'll have him out here one day. He's a great country artist. But um, he can fry a mean turkey. And that's what we all look forward to every year is it's Logan's fried, fried turkey. turkey. Yeah. I don't know what he does special to it, but it's just, he doesn't miss. It's perfect. Yes. I have somebody, um, I know, Logan Crosby is who I have coming here. Uh-huh. I just I just remember the Logan name. That's yeah. what I was seeing. There's somebody opening for um, Megan Maroney, but I didn't know who it was, but that's who it is. Got it. I have no idea. And I don't normally do openers. So when this one came through, I was like, ah. So yeah. So what... Um, how do you determine if you do an opener or not? Um, 99% of the time, the answer is no. Got it. Okay. Um, be- because, well, you haven't experienced here yet. So what happens is our doors go open at 7. Okay. We have dance lessons at 7.30 and 8.30. Awesome. So we have these people that come in and dance. And then if I were to put an opener on at 9, I'm taking away an hour of dancing for oh. these people. Um, we're just different. We're yeah. not, we're not a, we're I not love what you have going on. I think it's awesome. Like as a, someone coming in and playing this for the first time, it's yeah. like, yeah, we're like, we're the show, Yep. you know, 60 to 75 minutes. Like let's do 75. Let's just, Kill you it. know, yep. crush it. And 
Yeah. And then when you're done, so here's what's crazy is we have another group of people that come in about 1045. Perfect. And they come to dance till two o'clock in the morning. I love it. So it's like there's there's these different groups. And so that's why I sit back and like there's Megan Maroney I knew was going to sell very well. Mm -hmm. So I, I really didn't fight that. I don't care about the opener sure. for that night. Um, but there's some shows where I just had um, Ashley Cook was here. Cool. And I said no. Yeah. Um, because the artist also was coming acoustic. And I can't uh, do that on a party night. It just doesn't sure. fit the room. It yeah. makes it really, really tough. And mm -hmm. that's what I always like. If, if there's a new talent buyer that I'm working with or a, a talent guy that I'm working with, agent, and they've never been here, I'm like, fly out. When you come out here, I will walk, I will walk with you here to explain cool. to you. And my best story I have is I'm not the exit in. I'm not the basement sure. east. Yeah. People go to those places to go watch a show yeah. and then they leave. Yeah. That's not why they come here. Mm -hmm. They come here, yeah, maybe to see a show, but mm -hmm. they're here to dance too. Yeah. And if they see a show, that's right. Or if they come to see the show, they're also going to get to dance. Yes. Those other places, you don't get to do that. Right. I mean, I think the closest thing you can think of is maybe the wild horse. But yeah. Maybe. But my whole persp perspective on, you know, live music just completely changed when I started actually getting out on the road with my band. Yeah. Um, and getting out of Nashville. And because it's a completely different thing and I love it. If I just had to play in Nashville all the time, I, oof, it's hard to play in Nashville because people just kind of stand in the corner with their arms crossed being like, well, what's this person going to do? Right. And I, I do the same thing. I get it because I'm there to see a show. Yeah. Um, but it's so fun when you get to come out and like play just a different honky tonk it songs, is. make yeah. people dance. Um, people's first time here, I always tell them like, we'll take your last time that you were here out. We'll just, this is your Kay. first time. Yeah. Second or third song, just look around because you'll see someone on the mechanical bowl. You'll yeah. see sometimes the go-go girls are in the box or on the floor dancing. Cool. But you, you have people up front that are there for the music and then uh -huh. right behind them, the whole dance floor, people are dancing. As long as you play danceable music, two steps, line dances, they'll pick it up. Our go-go girls pick it up and they help Perfect. and it just turns into this neat vibe. But I always tell people your first time, just look around the room because there's, not very often you go to a place and there's someone on a bowl yeah. or uh, you can see the bartenders dancing on the bar or um, yeah. it's just a lot to consume. It's a neat room and I think it's been built the right way for people to really um, consume what we do and what you guys do on a, on a pretty neat level. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. What do you got going on the rest of the year? Rest of the year. Um, so I've got a few things in November, um, probably just mainly gearing up to release this upcoming music i want it to come out before nfr if it can please thank i would like that too so i will i will let my people know that toad said you were <laughs> on my side um but yeah we're just gonna gear up for that um and then i'll be out here for nfr so are you playing anything else during nfr yes so i'll be playing um what's the rodeo vegas event um dang it i know where like this at, is at thomas and mac no, not at Thomas and Mac. Um, There's so many. There's so There's many. literally. But I'll be opening for William William Clark Green. Oh, right on. Yes. So That's pretty cool. It is. Yeah, he's a bud of mine, so I'm pretty pumped. What to date has been your favorite show to be a part of? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'm sure there's probably a couple, but like one that, that you just look back and go, I can't believe I did that, or that was... <laughs> I I opened for Cody Johnson at the Raising Cane Center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Home. Home. So that that was really cool. Full band? Full band. Wow. Yeah. Lots of family. That one and How then, long ago was that? Um, that was last year. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Um, and then before that, I think the most memorable one was um, I opened for Trace Adkins full band, and it was my first mini arena experience. Um, it wasn't a huge one, but it was somewhere out in Oklahoma, and it was the first time that I got to just like let loose on this big old stage. Barefoot. Um, I think I was barefoot then. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was running back and forth down the catwalk and it it was, there, it was so much energy. My dad drove us in the motorhome that I grew up rodeoing in. No way. Yeah. Like this was like in the beginning. And, uh, when I got off stage, like my dad just had a couple of crocodile tears and he was just like, baby, that was awesome that's so neat <laughs> and i was like i know right and i just started crying too and uh it was that first taste of oh this is this is it this is what i crave and this is what i i want to keep doing this is what i'm pushing for All right that's yeah. pretty neat it gives you that 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 probably clarity to know that once you get that feeling yeah that's pretty freaking cool yeah you have um have you played the opry i have this year this year was your first time this year yes so you played once once um how'd you get that phone call um, you know, my, I was on a call, a big call with my team and it was mentioned that this might happen. Um, so I didn't really get the big experience like most artists do of like, you know, they get another artist to tell me right. or whatever. Um, mine was just kind of like, Hey, this, this might happen. And then I think I got an email a day after being like, this is your day, mark it on your calendar. Um, but I, I cried then too. And I immediately called my mom and what, my what dad. What two songs did you play? I played, um, <laughs> horses in heaven, okay. which is, uh, one of the songs I did on America's Got Talent, which is a song for my grandpa. And, uh, I did another song called hell of a life, uh, that I had just put out and we were working at the time, which was also pretty fitting. It's just, you know, it is a hell of a life. I want to say when I get to heaven that I lived one hell of a life and that was a big hell of a life moment for me. So how, how many days after did you still feel you were on that high? Um, that the whole experience felt a, a little bit like a fever dream. I'm not going to lie. It was like, it was such a whirlwind. Um, it, a couple days after I was still like, did I do that? Like, right. That's <laughs> what know? I'm saying. Like, it's like one of those things that you sit back and I know that in the back there, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Like the rooms are pretty neat and that whole vibe is pretty neat. And yeah. then going up to the band, mm-hmm. which is uh, iconic. Yeah. And you spend, what, 10 minutes with them and they, they know your shit. And you're like, well, I've been trying to do that for six years, but yeah. whatever, dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I went there, like I said, the first time I went there was with um, Stephanie Quell. That's what oh, I, was, that was I my, love Steph. That was my first one was with her. And then the following night was Tony Jackson. Then I flew back out for Sam's and all three of them were so different. Yeah. So different, but so neat at yeah. the same time. So neat at the same time. That's awesome. Christmas in your world. Let's talk about what that's like. Christmas, always go home for Christmas yeah. to South Louisiana. And um, I have nieces and nephews. And so it Anybody kind of else in music? Do you guys sit around um, and play music? And No. So my little brother plays music. Um, he is more into like musical theater and stuff like that. Cool. So sometimes will play um but no there's no music in my family other than that so, so in your home there's no music at all you're just kind of let's you get to be a regular person again i get to be kylie yeah, yeah and just run down the back road that i grew up on and um kind of get to reconnect with with 
uh, myself and sit on the front porch swing that I wrote my first song on. And it's pretty know. neat. It's relaxing time. It is. Let's go back to to Tennessee for a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, you're home for a week. Yeah. Like, um, what do you do? Like, what is your? I I, I don't want to say that. Like, what are the things that you wouldn't normally do? Like, if you go home, the things you crave, places you like to eat, certain places you like to go gluttonous stuff so uh when i go home i'm pretty much a homebody because you're I'm, always out i'm always out um and i live a ways away from town um so it's it's different now these last couple of years than it was me living in town um but yeah going home i've i like to just cook a steak uh, and, stay that's, and stay home we went to uh, dinner last night. My buddy's in town from Colorado. We went to a place here in town called Javier's. It's okay. at Aria. It's a Mexican. It's a cantina. Mm-hmm. I can't eat Mexican food because I'm allergic to bell peppers. So when you said your Oh, rice I think you thing, said that last time. Yeah. Wow. So 90% of their stuff is the chicken, the beef, and everything uh-huh. that they, they marinated in either habaneros or some sort of pepper rounded I can't have. So wow. I ended up eating a steak last night. Now, I was a meat cutter for seven years. Oh, so I could see that. Very spoiled uh-huh. when it comes to certain types of meat that yeah. I'll eat. So I grabbed a filet and some uh, Mexican shrimp. I forget what it was called. But anyway, probably one of the best steaks Yay. I've had. And that doesn't, <gasps> and it was at a cantina, which I thought was funny. But my buddy Greg told me that if you go there, do you get the filet? It's the best. I'm like, it's a Mexican restaurant. Why does everybody right. do that? Like, if you go to an Italian place, don't get a New York steak. If you right. go to Buffalo Wild Wings, don't get a cheeseburger. Right. Yeah, all this stuff makes sense because I have a friend that worked in all those. <laughs> and I would go see him at work and he would feed me not what they're... Buffalo Wild Wings, you think the best thing there is wings. He's like, no, the cheeseburger. Dang. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Italian restaurant. He's like, dude, have the New York steak. I'm like, what? Yeah. But, yeah, I went there and the it's steak... It's all backwards. Yeah, the steak <laughs> was phenomenal. And I cook at home a lot. And yeah. that's that's the way it's supposed to be is you cook at home. It's supposed to be really good. But it was probably one of the best steaks I've ever had out. For Yay, sure. Yay, that's awesome. I think so. I, I find myself smoking a lot more meats now than anything, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't gotten into that whole game. Get a Traeger. Tim Montana hooked me up. I would love to have one. I need to talk to him. You do need to He talk won to him. the internet today. Can I tell you what he what posted? What did he do? What did he do? He posted, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, I'm taking a break from social media, like blah, 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 mental health. So it is, he posted one. He said, um, Hey, y'all, so I'm going to be taking a break from my mental health to focus on social media. Yes. <laughs> he did. Um, we tried to. Him and Michael Ray came out with that song. Um, Billy Gibbons is on it and Kid Rock's on it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Education song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, they did this trailer video for it. He got Tim Montana. Like, uh, I want to say that Michael Ray was all dressed up to hunt. And I forget he was sitting next to, but Tim gets out of a limo. And they kind of like blurred out his 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 eggplant and it was huge and so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's him so we tried to post it and band. repost it like 30 times but every time we post it they would shut it down oh no it was ridiculous like it was get, no pun intended it was ridiculous <laughs> but it just got to the point where yeah. i just called tim i'm like tim what the fuck is going on he's like dude yeah. we can't do it either like they, they couldn't post it it was re- like it was so funny oh but yet my every time we tried to post it they would just shut it down bummer but, yeah. he is uh i've had quite a few experiences with that guy um that um, he came here and barred our backline one time for mm-hmm. Shot Show. He was here. And oh wow! Yeah, I got sold out on that one. I was told that all he was doing was opening the door, but they ended up loading up my truck with all the gear. I became a roadie for the night, <laughs> and so I get. <gasps> of course you did. And then it was on top of the palms, uh-uh. so we went through a service elevator, and I'm in the elevator, and he's right here on my ear, and he just like puts his nose and then his lip. Right, I go, dude, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just funny. 
And then we get up there and I go, how are you getting this stuff back? And he goes, the same way I got it here. I said, <gasps> no, you're not. I'm like, I'm not doing this. He's like, then it's staying here. I'm like, son bitch. Oh my god. So I went home gosh. for a little while and then I came back. When I came back, he was getting off stage because that was the time to leave. And he goes, Toad's going to kill me because he doesn't know this, but we'll be back in 45 minutes for another set. And I just no. looked at him and I went, you mother. <gasps> I was, I was no. not mad, but I was... <laughs> He is. Uh, I've watched him pass out standing up in his in his own house. Perfect. Um, not really. That's weird. <laughs> he literally had in his garage where his band room is. His yeah. wife Danielle made us all dinner one night, so we go over there and he's the high top, like he's leaning on it like this, and he drank a half a bottle of Whistle Pig by himself. Oh my god. He might have, not maybe, but uh, and he was like put his head down and passed out standing up, and I'm like we should probably. Yeah, what well you do in the person whose house you're at yeah. is not so conscious. We kind of left, and that was kind of it. Um, talk to me about a couple artists that are on your radar that I should know about. Who? Let's see. Um, hmm. I'll insert Jeopardy music right here. Jeopardy music. Okay. Jeopardy. Let's see. What's who's someone that you're listening to right now that you're um, that you're enjoying? I am really enjoying um, what Ella Langley is doing okay. right now. I, and, um, I'm bringing her here. I figured that. She's a perfect fit for yeah. here. Um, also, Meg McCree. Um, Don't know that one. Oh, you should, you should know Meg this McCree. This is why I want to know. Do you know Harper O'Neill? No. Ah, yay. You're I was winning like, the internet I, right now. <laughs> who would I know that he doesn't know? But I just figured that you would. Yeah. Um, wonderful artist. Um, Tyler Halverson, do you know No, Tyler. Him? You cool. have a single. I have a song out yes. with him. Um, so Harper actually wrote that song okay. with him. It's Harper, Tyler, and a guy named Colin Nash. Okay. Um, Colin's also someone that you should. Tyler's mellow. How, he is. Yes. Uh, I listen to his stuff. Um love the music and I always get myself in a weird position when the music is all super slow yeah because of the vibe of the room mm -hmm. sort of thing so I like his music yeah um, I've been pitched a lot of slower stuff lately and I'm like I don't know how to how to do that I will tell you um, Tyler has this weird cult following right and I say weird I in a good way I saw it and because um, you know we've been doing shows together um, and to be quite honest I think that we have completely different fan bases. Sure. Um, and so it is interesting going, because like, I pride myself on my show being high energy. I have a handful of ballads that I put in there, but even the ballads are high energy, right? right. Um, and so it's, it is a little different going from like my show to his show. Um, but I'm, people are showing up for it, and they're singing along, and that's kind of, it adds to the vibe and the whole thing. It's a it's a stoner crowd in the best Definitely. way possible. I look at they pitched me Pecos in the rooftops and I love that band, but I don't know if I love that band in this room. I get it. So I, I get think it. that's where. And when I listen to Tyler, it was kind of the same thing where I just yeah. I really like I don't listen to one song. I dive into like whatever they have listed. Yeah. I'll go back and everything. And I'm just I I want to say I was doing that with Caleb. I'm not quite sure if it was him or not who sent him. To probably me Caleb. We have same booking. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where it came from. And and I enjoyed the music, but like I can be transparent with Caleb mm -hmm. and just be like, bro, you've seen our room, you know what it is. So yeah. I kind of have a tough time with some of that stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that he's that a lot of people have been sending me lately that I listen to, and although I like, I just don't know. Mm -hmm. how it translates it's scary to me because yeah. unless it sells out and nobody can move yeah. then that's the only time you don't you don't give a shit but if people come here to still dance and the room is for sure yeah that's yeah. why openers are tough too that makes sense 
This has been fun that yet makes again. A lot of sense. Do me a favor and tell people how to find you online. And For let's talk sure. let's talk about your French fries again too. Okay. <laughs> um so you can find me um at Kyliefry.com is the website. And then at Kylie French Fry is my handle on all socials. Just for fun. Why do they call you French Fry? Um, so I was always called the French Fry growing up. Um, my friends just kind of me and my sister, it was that was just a thing. Um, but when I started my Instagram and then I started my like artist thing, um, I changed my handle from Kylie Fry to Kylie French Fry. That was basically my smart ass way of being like, hey, it's Fry, not, not Frey. Frey. Right. Yes. And people still would be like, Kylie French Fry, and I'm like, Think, think just think about it. About it. Think just about give it. it a second. <laughs> Who has the best French fries in fast food? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I love Chick-fil-A fries with all of my soul. Um, but... Aren't those waffle fries? They are waffle fries. Yeah. Um, I love a good waffle fry. I want to think about this for a sec. I was driving through Chick-fil-A two weeks ago. You know the band Love and Theft? Yes. You get a phone call from Steven. Tell me he's going to be in town. He's like, wait, where are you? And I said, I'm in the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. He goes, bro, what, no. are, you, what are you getting, no. dude? Bro, what are you? He used to work there. Really? Yes. <gasps> no kidding. Yes. So he said the best thing to get there is their chicken fingers because they um, soak them in pickle juice before they batter them and fry them. So he didn't that tell me that sense. until after I ordered my stuff. So uh, And I haven't gone back. That was only like two weeks ago. But... Um, I do love their chicken fingers. I've never they're had them. They're very juicy. Never had them. Yeah. Marinate good. them in that. They're very good. Um, so the best French fries, fast food. I love Cane's fries. I'm also a big sauce girl. Like, <laughs> I I love food for the sauce. You're the sauce queen. I am. <laughs> I love the sauce, okay? That's and hilarious. so I love, um, I Chick-fil-A is probably my favorite because I love their Chick-fil-A sauce. I but can't also you can't eat dang it. Paprika. Can you eat cane sauce? No. No. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I got sweet and sour the other night because <gasps> just for shits and giggles, we were craving Wendy's fries and mm -hmm. they always say they're super hot. So I get sweet and sour sauce, right? Mm -hmm. Uh uh and I read it and the very last thing in it is paprika paprika extract. Oh man. So I can't have hot mustard. I can't eat mustard. Can't eat Doritos. But and Whoa. ranch is so hard. Do you, have you ever been to a Habit Burger? You ever no. heard of that place? Uh, mm -mm. There's a Habit Burger here. Uh, I, th I don't know if it's just a West Coast thing. They have the best ranch anywhere. Anywhere. Mm. There's not better ranch than that. I there. do love ranch. It's the best. Yeah. Mm. I love like buttermilk ranch. Yes. Like when you can tell that it's homemade. Yeah. That's what we make at home yes. all the time is buttermilk. Yeah. It's the only way to have it. So the waffle fries at Cane's are good. Is it Cane's? No, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. And then there's like crinkle fries at Cane's. Yeah. Um, the Cane's sauce is... That's the finisher, right? Yeah. McDonald's yeah. french fries when they're hot. McDonald's fries are pretty legit. There's yeah. a place here in town called Farm Basket. Uh, they're opening a brand new one right next to my house. There's only one in town. There used to be three. There's only one. Now there'll be two. They make um, deep fried turkey, deep fried chicken mm. sandwiches and everything. Like it is mm. Farm Basket. Come on, right? Oof. Well, they cook their fries in the same grease they <gasps> cook the chicken and turkey in. Oh, man. Best fries. Wow. And they give you Miracle Whip and cranberry sauce for your sandwiches. No kidding. Yeah. See? <gasps> so when they oh. open, hope, I wonder if they'll be open by December. Probably not. But the other one is open. I will swing by there and grab you what's called the clucker. It's a, it's a, a chicken sandwich. Uh -huh. No, turkey. Clucker. Is that chicken or turkey? I don't know. 
You have to try it. It's really good. Oh, I'll bring man. it to you. This is a bad time to be on a diet. My band went to In-N-Out before they came oh, here. Shit. And they were telling me about their, oh, they are like, yeah, we'd had them like extra crispy fries and like animal style. I'm like, can y'all stop talking? Yeah. Why? You're not, you're not eating? In-N-Out? I'm not. I know. I've lost 10 pounds in like two months. Um, I feel amazing. You look great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, um, I have had uh, a couple of years of like, just being in therapy for the first time and like looking at my life and like working through some stuff. Right. Right. And I, uh, food was my, (laughs) my, my comfort during that whole time. And so now I'm like, okay, so what do you eat now? Um, so I'm just kind of tracking my macros. Um, but it's pretty basic. Like it's hard on the road, but, um, like I'm not eat, eat bread rice stuff like that. I eat rice. Um, so I, I still eat carbs, but it's, uh, it's all portioned out. Um, I just have to eat a small amount of it, but uh, yeah, Live traveling's traveling's fun doing yeah. that. Yeah, and especially when you stop at a gas station for, and there's Twinkies there, just going eat. Eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm blessed. I don't like chocolate. I don't eat a lot of sweets. Don't drink soda. I don't trust that, Toad. Yeah. Soda. I don't drink a whole lot of soda either. And but coffee. The sweets, I don't drink coffee either. Oh man. Chai tea. Love chai tea. Yeah, I'm not into that. See, I don't trust you then. Well. Thanks again for the time. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I pray they let outlaws in when I get to those pearly gates. Cause I'll be both guns blazing, gravel flying, sliding in sideways. If I look a little ragged when I'm excited, I reckon that'd be.